This episode is brought to you by the Italian Wine Academy, teaching WSET levels 1, 2, and 3 in English, right here in Verona, the home of the Italian Wine Podcast. Want to become part of the international wine sector? Need a worldwide recognized certification? Don't know where to start? You can easily complete our courses while you enjoy the fun and excitement of Verona. Make your vacation good value for money by adding a wine certificate to your souvenirs. Visit our website at italianwineacademy.org for more information and sign up today to start your personal adventure in global wine education. Welcome to Jumbo Shrimp Wine Study Maps. We have specially created this free content for all our listeners who are studying for wine exams. This has been a journey of development since Stevie Kim discovered Rosie Baker's hand-drawn maps on Instagram through two years of work by our in-house editorial and graphics team, and now the maps are available to purchase in beta form while they undergo the final proofing and editing by our expert advisory board. It's a three-layered project because we know everyone learns differently. We now offer the complete box set of 39 maps, this series of podcasts with the maps narrated by our crack team of wine educators, and finally, the study guide book, which will be published later this year. Our map project is in no way a substitute for the material set out by other educational organizations, but we hope all the wine students out there will find our map project a new, exciting, and useful tool for learning. For more information and to buy the maps, please visit our website at mamajumboshrimp.com. Welcome to the Jumbo Shrimp Wine Study Maps podcast. In this episode, we will be looking at the Southern Italy map. Traveling south on the peninsula, we follow the continuation of the Apennine mountain range down the middle of the boot, all the way to the toe of Calabria. In this hot climate, we feel more Mediterranean on the coasts, changing to continental moving inland, where the increase in altitude equals relief from heat and adds good aspects, well-draining soils of varying compositions, including volcanic basalt and tufa, in parts of Campania, Basilicata, and Sicily. Much of southern Italy sees little rainfall, and summers bring the potential for Scirocco, the hot Sahara winds from the south. The climate and geography, as well as the economics of many in the region, have informed the choices of plantings and vine training. One of the old traditional vine training methods is the bush vine, or alberello. Here, each vine is a single trunk, usually self-supported, pruned low to the ground, and with the leaves allowed to grow into a large canopy of shade common for old vines that do not need trellis support, or regions where mechanical viticulture is not possible, and for keeping the bunches low to the ground for extra heat or to protect from the wind. Many of these vineyards weren't replanted to more modern systems or more popular grapes because of the cost. A more modern vine trellis, gaining favor in regions like Puglia with large wine farms, is the cordon system. Here the vine arm is trained along a cable, and the shoots grow up into a wire trellis support every season. This makes for easier pruning canopy management, and harvesting. There are many variations based on the needs of the vine and of the winery. Occasionally, you will find a type of pergola called a tenecchia. It's a much larger trellis found in the interior of Campania for old vines like Alianico, some the size of trees, where the sandy and or volcanic soil was never invaded by phylloxera. These heritage vines are a connection to the past, when Alianico was the most important grape in Europe. Alianico is the most prestigious red grape of southern Italy and is often called the Barolo of the South. The wines are deep in color, with high acidity and tannins, black fruits, often spicy and floral. Best when matured in oak, it's a less aromatic grape when young, so it needs aging to develop the tertiary earthy and forest floor notes. 
Alianico prefers volcanic or calcareous soils in a long growing season to fully ripen. Wood barrel fermentation and or aging help smooth its notoriously firm tannins. The Tarasi DOCG is the most well-known. An interior town away from the coast, the coastal range and Mount Vesuvius block warm from the sea. So here is a more continental climate. The wines must be 85% Alianico. Pete Rosso is the red grape most often blended in to soften the wine and require three years of aging, including one in wood. The wines have fine tannins and high acid and the intensity of dark black fruit, often attributed to the Tarasi Alianico clone, which has the smallest berries of the three DOCG areas. And as for its historic fame, well, as Europe began the decades-long grafting and replanting of vines to solve the phylloxera plague of the late 19th into the early 20th century, train cars of Alianico filled the red wine needs of the masses in almost the 1930s, and nearly every train left from the station in Tarazi. Taburno is the other DOCG for Alianico in Campania, and it's noted for its counterbalance of dark ripe fruit with an Italian Amaro quality, floral and spicy, but nearing bitter and pungent. Campania is home to the most DOCGs of any region of the South, and has a reputation for quality wine going back to Roman times. They terrace the steep hills of Ischia Island, prize the Falernum wines of what is modern-day Caserta, just north of Naples, and may have favored those two white grapes that are now DOCG, Greco and Fiano. Greco, named from the Greek or of Greek origin, gives high alcohol eye acid along with its honey, green to yellow apple and stone fruit flavors, and sometimes resiny floral character. Mainly fermented in stainless steel, some producers choose to use older oak barrels and stir the leaves to enhance Greco's phenolic texture. Around the village of Tufo, just northwest of Tarazi, it does best, bringing more elegance than weight, but well-made wines can easily age, adding honey and mushroom notes as they mature. Going to the little town of Lapio in Avellino, we may be in the origin area of the Fiano grape. Just east of the Tarazi zone and south of Tufo, this is another of Italy's best white wines. The temperate high elevation vineyards with layers of volcanic ash and clay lead to wines of medium to full body and acidity. Ripe stone, even tropical fruits like melon and mango are its flavors. And its distinct toasted hazelnut character can be very floral and sometimes even smoky. Usually drunk young, the elevated styles matured in oak can age like good reds, developing a distinct waxy honey character. The grape was rescued from extinction in the 1970s by the local Mastro Berardino family, until 30 bottles from the few remaining vines were made in 1945. Why was it almost forgotten? Well, because Fiano has thick skins, is late to ripen, sensitive to diseases, and especially because it gives low yields. Not exactly a farmer's friend. Going just south to Basilicata, we enter a surprisingly extreme mountainous land where snows still top the Apennine peaks that reach 900 meters above sea level. Alianico del Vultre is the main wine here, grown on and around this extinct volcano with ridges that really do look like a vulture's wings in profile. The Alianico wines are the most intense of the DOCGs with smoky floral notes, sour cherry and plum and spicy flavors. The grape skin does contain ethyl cinnamate, which is the cinnamon aroma ester, and its fruity nose comes from the same compound we recognize as strawberry. Italian Wine Podcast, part of the Mama Jumbo Shrimp family. East into Puglia, we reach the number two wine producing region, but which only has four DOCGs. About 70% of its production is just vino, and the flat plains of the peninsula have been the home of vast hectares of the Italian food trinity, 
wheat fields, olive groves, and red wine grapes. Hot, dry, and sunny. The light always seems a little more intense here, but wind from the Adriatic and Ionian seas bring cooling breezes to moderate the heat. The wine business is mostly co-ops and large farms. Only 7% of the wine is DOP. But a recent surge of quality producers and investment in bottling the better wines has brought Puglia some international recognition. The southern tip of the Salento Peninsula is home for Negro Maro, which means black, black from both the Italian and Greek. It has stable color through fermentation, is resistant to drought and disease, gives large yields, and keeps its acid in the heat. Negro Maro wines are medium to full-bodied, with black fruit and aromas of tobacco and grilled herbs. It also produces lovely full-bodied dark pink rosato wines, one of which was the first Italian rosato ever bottled and exported just after World War II. The red partner grape of the area is Primitivo, which 1980s DNA analysis by an American wine professor proved to be the Zinfandel grape. Named in the local dialect for its tendency to ripen early, Primitivo grapes also ripen unevenly on the bunch, so green berries could be harvested with ripe grapes and overripe raisins. High vigor vines give high sugar grapes, but they are susceptible to some vineyard diseases and hard to vinify in the winery. However, when well made, the wines are jammy with fruit, spicy to the point of hinting at cocoa, and often of high enough alcohol to be considered meditation wines. More investment has often coincided with the use of heavy bottles and elaborate labels to give the impression of quality. To the toe we go, to Calabria, a hot, humid, rugged region that has seen less investment in modernizing its wine industry, but which has retained many native grape varieties because there was historically no money to replant. 90% of the production is red wine, and the most recognized grape is Galliopo, which means beautiful foot in Greek. You have to love the diversity of Italian wine grapes. Galliopo is now known to be descended from Sangiovese, and it gives wines that are dry, high in acid, and medium-bodied with raspberry, red, currant, and often pomegranate flavors, usually high but rustic and firm tannins, so the more modern method is to use stainless steel for fermentation and even aging, rather than layer on extra tannins from wood barrels. Sicily, the largest island in the Mediterranean, is also hot, dry, and rugged. Its southern shores are equal to the northern tip of Africa, and the capital, Palermo, is yearly the country's hottest city. The saving aspect for grapes is that most of it is elevated well above the sea, giving large diurnal swings in temperature and access to cooling breezes from the coasts. For many years, a land of bulk wine, from ships full of Marsala for British export to the Mezzadria system and into large modern-day co-ops, Sicily is a land planted mostly with native grapes adapted to the climate over the millennia like Cattarato and Nero d'Abla, all bottled under the island-wide IGT Terra di Sicilia for blends or Sicilia Doc for varietal wine. Many recent investments have been with international varieties for the export market, but surprisingly, some of those, especially Chardonnay and Syrah, continue to win critical awards and command high prices. Those new investments have also been in Nero d'Avola, leading to several high-quality important bottlings of this unique grape. Nero d'Avola loves the heat and is resistant to drought, pretty important on Sicily. Medium to full-bodied with medium juicy acidity and tannins that are rarely harsh, Nero is often vinified in a fruity style for early consumption, highlighting its brambly, berry, black cherry, and plum flavors. But it can make concentrated and complex wines by the best producers, who limit yields and vinify with oak. The newest region of interest is the high slope vineyard area on La Montagna, Mount Etna. Like old things that come back into fashion, Etna Dock was established in 1968, when there were only three wineries present. But in 1900, the area grew almost as many grapes as the whole of Sicily today. Now, the nearly 300 producers are showing Italy and the world 
the magic of red grapes, Nerello Mascalese, and its blending partner, Nerello Cappuccio. Farming old bush vines from 300 to nearly 1,000 meters above sea level on the side of an active volcano is not easy. The best wines are light in color, but huge in aroma and flavors of tart red fruits, herbs, flowers, and even tannic hints of the volcano itself. The Etna Bianca wines from the local Caracante are often equally captivating, offering explosive minerality and acidity with more subtle fruit and flower characters that reward cellar aging. Sardinia is the remote island in the middle of the Mediterranean that is often only Italian in name. The Sardo people speak their own language, only related to ancient Latin and Basque, keep their own council and make their own wines. There are grapes that grow nowhere else, like Vernaccia di Oristano on the west, a tiny area of production from 50 plus year old vines that make a unique wine. It's oxidized for years under floor yeast like Spanish sherry. The wines become nutty with honey, dried fruit flavors, and herbs that balance out with high acidity, definitely a wine to age. The Vermentino grape is the island's signature white, and the one VOCG of Sardinia is for Vermentino di Galura on the north coast. Here, granite soils and constant sea breezes and sun equal wines of medium acid and body with notes of ripe stone fruit, melon, and mango, all filling the glass with the biggest expression of the grape compared to those on the mainland. Cananao is the red of the island. Although probably brought from Spain during the Aragonese reign, it has adapted to Sardinian soil and climate, especially the steep schist soils around the hillsides of Yerzu, north of Cagliari. Here, ungrafted vines give a red wine full of floral red berry flavors and herbal underbrush notes. Though usually pale in color, Cananao is always rich in flavor and often alcohol. Ending here in Sardinia, that is our tour of Southern Italy. Now, you're only eight hours by ferry back to Rome. Buon viaggio. Thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Italian Wine Academy, offering WSET levels 1, 2, and 3 in English. Visit our website at italianwineacademy.org for more information and sign up today to start your personal adventure in global wine education right here in the heart of Verona. Remember to subscribe and like Italian Wine Podcast and catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find our entire back catalog of episodes at italianwinepodcast.com. Ching ching! I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.